1: what's up kansas city home wow. of the super bowl bound kansas city chiefs holy moly and welcome back to no other pod i'm jimmy he's dan dan what's up my man how you doing
2: dude you are the coffee to my cream the cream to my crap okay the cream to my, <laughs> my soda you're my cream dude You're well
1: <laughs> that's uh you know take it I guess I don't
2: know I don't know where that came from but uh (laughs) peaches and cream berries and cream they go well together so tell you what man I did not think I know we're a soccer podcast but I didn't think we would ever talk about in any way shape or form Kansas City Chiefs going to the Super Bowl growing up in my life that's just something you watched every year and we're like oh the Chiefs will never be in that
1: I just enjoy I'll watch two teams I don't give a shit about right right so it's oh, it's pretty man. crazy and you know as people probably know i am a packers fan i was rooting yeah. pretty hard for the packers to win so we could have a packers chief super bowl and of course i would have root, rooted for the packers but it would have that been would have sort suck, of man well it would have, would have
2: been a hard podcast
1: for me it would you know what it would have been like i would have been cheering for the packers but it would have been kind of like a no-lose situation because if the sure. chiefs would have won i would have been happy like i obviously want the packers to win they're my my team i grew up with but i would have been happy for the chiefs so now i just have no problem rooting for the chiefs over the 49ers so
2: Uh, yeah you would have got a lot of flack though Uh, people would have have been hitting you up on twitter like
1: (laughs) traitor yeah well you know it is what it is but we don't have to worry about it and uh crazy yeah man i it was pretty exciting um yeah
2: i don't even know what to say about it i mean it's uh like i said man this is, it seems surreal it's not something i thought i would ever say in my lifetime because it's never happened in my lifetime so
1: it's just weird man yeah it's uh was a little nerve-wracking again once the chiefs got down 10-0 i was like don't do this again what are we doing right but uh i was like chief chief that's what we're gonna do get your hopes up and let <laughs> you down that's what we do now they pulled it out and it was a uh, it was pretty good so excited to see what uh mahomes and co can do in miami and uh very excited it'll be pretty fun uh you saw and the we're little and oh sorry go i was just you saw like the little message that like sporting casey sent out from peter yeah
2: peter had some stuff to say i i always i always think a little too analytically in those situations i'm like did peter approach the social media team and be like hey Definitely i want to do this message Definitely or with not. the social media team okay in that sense did the media team say peter we need you to do this message or did they say um please sir peter for me sir can you please do this message to the chief,
1: sir. <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably went to him and they're like, hey, yeah, we uh, we would like to do this. Can you do it? And he was like, okay, fine. I mean, he didn't seem like he didn't want to do it. He also didn't seem like he wanted to do it. He just seemed like yeah. he was kind of there.
2: I always think about that stuff. And very similarly, I, I know you all have probably seen a lot of the preseason videos circulating around, like uh, the pre-training camp uh, interviews from players and stuff like that. And uh, I want to talk about those a little bit, man. But you want me to read this review we got real quick? Oh, let's do it. Sweet. Because this is this came in like right after we released last time, which was like 17 weeks ago. I don't remember. We don't do these. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> time just goes by so slowly when you're friends with Jimmy. But uh, <laughs> Thanks, maybe, kind of. Dude, <laughs> dude, this is, for one, this person's username is a lot of P's at the end. It's weird. It's a weird name. But it says, my weekly dose of SKC. Absolutely love the show. It's just two guys talking about sporting, MLS, soccer, and random things. I definitely recommend it to anyone who likes sporting and soccer. Quality content while I'm at my desk at work. Sometimes I laugh and people look at me weird. But that's not for you. That's it, man. <laughs> you ever listen to something at work and you kind of chuckle to yourself? And you're like, ah, oh, man, yeah. people, no, people look at me. That, that's a cool feeling, dude, that we uh, we caused that. So, don't lose your job because of us but we're
1: trying yeah we don't want anyone to get fired but you know what hey if you get a little laughter at work that's a good thing it's not, <laughs> not a bad thing at all, right so um, uh dude i i
2: if you don't mind i'd like to share the one we got on facebook too i'll go for it this is cool man uh michael beard recommends no other pot and i think that like shares to his profile or something and it says, I really enjoy Dan and Jimmy discussing not only the games but also bringing on guests to bring additional insight to the SKC inner workings. The banter and brashness is funny and the side topics humorous. I look forward to the podcast being dropped on Wednesdays to make my afternoons go by a little faster. Keep up the good work. Michael, good thanks, stuff. man. That's cool. Uh, there are many ways to leave reviews or recommend us. Uh, you know, All your podcast apps, Facebook, Twitter, do, do your thing, people. Get out
1: there. Yeah, that's good stuff. We appreciate it. And uh, like he, like Dan said, um, just make sure that you leave your five-star rating and review if you feel so inclined on uh, Apple Podcasts or do, give us a recommendation on Facebook or I don't know if like Stitcher or Spotify have reviews or whatnot, but if they do, go leave us one. So thank you guys so yes. much. Um, it's been a couple weeks since we've been with you. I wouldn't say there's like crazy – sporting news that's happened in that time but there have really have been some additions to the roster uh that's right some rumors and stuff if you will and some extensions and,
2: and some weird instagram videos of alan
1: Pulido's uh wife kissing his wounds that was weird but <laughs> yeah. uh that's yeah. out there <laughs> that is out there it was it, you sent that to me i would not have seen it had you not sent it to me um yeah i felt like that was necessary leg, and she was yeah <laughs> I mean, kiss it makes it Just better. Kissing I guess, his booboo's, it, yeah. you
2: know, kissing his boo-boos. Yeah,
1: but also uh, it kind of looked like maybe it
2: was almost an open wound. So I was like, uh girl, get that blood out your mouth." Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was yeah. like, "That is not exactly healed yet. He no. has not clotted." <laughs> not not great.
1: Not what I would do. Um, <laughs> but there is some news regarding some roster movement. Uh, but let's start with not the new player, but the current player who has been signed to an extension. and Tim Melia our goalkeeper we all know and love who joined the club ahead of the 2015 season has been signed to a contract extension with the club through 2022 so that gives him at least three seasons including this upcoming season with Sporting KC I mean this just makes sense right there's no way he he was going to be able to go anywhere
2: it's unbelievable I I mean it just we we trust the guy he trusts us Uh, I think he said like I just want to make this organization proud. I mean, they put so much trust and money into me. Um, I definitely want to pay him back. You know what I mean? And and he, in one of in Roger's interview, he, he made a comment that kind of made me laugh. He was just like, he was kind of crushing on Tim a little bit. He's like, yo, you should see him right now. He's fit. Like, <laughs> like that dude is ready to go to war, you
1: know? <laughs> That's good, man. Um, I was like, yo, you're crushing? When you think about what, tim has done in his time here he joined the club ahead of 2015 but he was not the starter he was the backup he was a pool keeper um mls pool keeper which which means basically like he's just a dude out there who if any team needs him they can just call him up for the week and that's what he was before he was with sporting kc Um, and he was supposed to be the backup to i always forget the, the dude's name uh luis marine luis marine i I was gonna almost said martins and i was like nope that's the wrong wrong guy yeah um luis marine was the big signing who was going to be the starting goalkeeper for for sporting kc and it just did not work out and so tim go well tim had to step up mid-season and and be the starter and nobody expected what's happened that would have been
2: that was 2015 like that was our open cup year
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember the last game Luis Marine played. I think it was I'm, – I'm almost positive. It was a 4-4 draw against the Houston Dynamo, I want to say, in Houston. And yeah, it was, it was like, like we, April or May or something, wasn't it? Yeah, we got down pretty early, and it was like a disaster. And somehow we fought back to draw. Like I think Benny kind of took over the game and like had just a ridiculous shot to tie it up or whatnot. But it was after that where it was just like you could tell this is not going to work out. And they mutually agreed to part mm-hmm. ways, Marine. So and, I always wonder
2: – I always wonder if it's a language issue with that, too, because I, I know he spoke a little bit of English, but when your defenders primarily speak English, I mean, that could be a little tough to to communicate with them.
1: Sure. Yeah. No, that's that's it's definitely a possibility. He just never seemed comfortable, and and it could be yeah. for a variety of reasons. He just never seemed... With the
2: ball at his feet. I mean, Peter likes keepers that play with their feet. Sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: but since then, I mean, the rest is history. Melia has had yeah, man. four playoff appearances with Sporting KC. We've won two U.S. Open Cup titles. Uh, He's got 10 penalty saves, which is four more than any other goalkeeper in MLS during that time. And he's in the top five in shutouts, wins, saves, and save percentage. So, dude's
2: the best, man. And and Amadou Dia was in an interview saying, uh, he's like, Tim's one of the best I've ever seen. He's like, I still wish I would have scored on him when I was playing for for (laughs) Phoenix. You know, I was so close. But he's like, having Tim behind me is one of the best feelings
1: ever. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that, like, you think about, you know, who's the best goalkeeper in sporting KC or Kansas City Wizards history. And, you know, uh, Jimmy Nielsen's up there. Tony Miola's up there. But, I mean, Melia, he's got the most competitive appearances and starts for a goalkeeper. He's got the most games won for a goalkeeper. He's got the most clean sheets for a goalkeeper. Um, He's got the most career minutes and saved penalties. Uh, he's got two U.S. Open Cups. The only thing that he doesn't have that those other two have is the MLS Cup. And if he is somehow able to win an MLS Cup in the next three years, I mean, he is hands down the best goalkeeper in, in Kansas City history. And even right now, even without an MLS Cup, I think you could make that argument that he's already the best goalkeeper in Kansas City history. So, Yeah, dude, I, uh, I definitely agree with that. It's pretty cool. He'll be 36 by the time his contract's up, which is up there. But for goalkeepers, that's you know, that's okay. Still relatively young, considering you know. Yeah. So, congrats to Tim. Uh, we're all happy to have you stick around for another few years at least, and uh, here's hoping you can lead us to that MLS Cup. Um.
2: Oh yeah. You know they're they're hyped this year, man. They're real pumped. Um, you know I I, I keep touching on these little preseason snippets that are online and uh, i know you haven't watched them yet but like Kyrie and and amadou dia in particular they're excited to be here man like this year they they came back not because they had to like no one forces them to be here mm-hmm. this they wanted to be back here because of the quality of life they were happy the fa- they, they always noted the facilities they noted the coaching staff and basically overall living quality in right. kansas city so like they're pumped, man. Kyrie went to Europe and tried to do his thing. I mean, yeah. Dia's been chomping at the bit to try to get back in an MLS and uh he said he had a couple other offers ah! from other teams, but chose to chose KC, like they were number one. So uh spoiler alert, my dogs are here and my wife's not here to <laughs> dog sit. So I'm uh, being okay. barked at to throw a toy. So
1: I'm gonna do that. You better throw that toy. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, yeah, so that's a good segue You know, we already mentioned Kyrie Shelton Coming back um, Amadou Dia, the left back Has been signed since our last Re-signed, I guess you could say Since our last podcast um, You know, he was with Sporting KC For uh, a few years um, After they drafted him In the MLS Super Draft And, you know, I I was always Kind of a fan of Amadou Dia um, You know, he, he Played in both the 2015 and 2016 uh, MLS regular seasons. Um, he made 22 appearances in 2015 with 13 starts. Made 10 appearances with 9 starts in 2016. He always seemed like he had promised to me, but he was never going to unseat Seth Sinovic. And then, you know, things didn't work out with him. They, the club and him went their separate ways. And I think he's a perfectly serviceable backup left back for Luis Martins, especially since Jimmy Madron is no longer with the club. So, yeah, I'm happy to see him back
2: 100%. Man, and injuries happen too, knock on wood. I mean, say Luis Marine picks up Luis Marine, what am I doing? Uh, Luis martins <laughs> Martinez, Jesus. Say he picks up a little uh ankle knock or something like that, and Amadou Dia steps in, man. Like, this is
1: great, yeah. And and Dia spent you know the last uh few seasons with. Phoenix Rising, as you mentioned, and Phoenix this year set like a a record for consecutive wins by a North American soccer club. It was like 20 straight wins or something like that. It was
2: 20 wins, dude. He talked about that too in the interview. He was just like, yeah, it was crazy, but we were just having fun, and once we finally lost, it
1: was like, okay, let's focus up, playoff time. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, he's got experience, and I would rather have, especially as a depth signing, somebody who's played consistent minutes on a good USL team i mean dia could dude. could get minutes on a lot of mls sides so dude he's been on he's been he's rubbed shoulders with sean wright phillips
2: and also uh didier drogba so right. like that's pretty good guy to have around
1: yeah he's he, he's gonna be a good guy he knows the sporting kc system he knows what peter vermise asks of players so i'm all for it um it's gonna be interesting so we'll see but yeah, we'll we'll talk about some other signings and and uh, or potential signings and rumors here in a bit, but I think another cool thing to talk about right now is okay, so we got Alan Polito in, Ahmadi Dia, Kyrie Shelton, and the club has officially gone off to Arizona for the first leg of preseason. They're and down there. It's pretty nuts that it like the season's almost here. Like we're like just over a month away from the first game. Oh so. man.
2: what do you gotta do to get uh I don't know. A lot of people don't give a crap about preseason, okay? A lot of people don't get into it. I like it. I like it. I would love to see more coverage of it, like when they used to broadcast the the Tucson Sun Cup or whatever. You know, we used to be able to watch that a few years ago. So
1: I know it was like during the workday, but pff, what are you going to do, fire me? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I think, I hope they'll at least stream the Sun Cup games this year. I mean, we, I don't think we'll stream the first few games cuz the first game they didn't last year. They didn't do the Sun
2: Cup last they year. Didn't they
1: didn't at all. I didn't remember. That's about I don't think there
2: was a damn stream. Uh someone correct me if I'm
1: wrong. I'll I'll eat that, but I don't think there was. Well, I know that their first game scrimmage, whatever you want to call it, is this Saturday, January 25th yeah. against the Phoenix Rising FC Trialists. So
2: Real fast,
1: it's not like a real game. It's not against a real team. It's against the Phoenix Trialists, but like, hey, this is the first step into somewhat of a competition for sporting kc and then a week uh-huh. later february 1st play fc cincinnati in arizona and then about a week and a half later wednesday february 12th it says t- to be determined another game um so that'll be when they're back for their second leg followed by the visit Tucson, visit tucson sun cup as you mentioned where we take on uh, Real Salt Lake on February fifteenth, Phoenix Rising on February nineteenth, and the New York Red Bulls on February twenty second. So wow, and then boom, a week later, MLS is on. We're back. We're back. I, you know,
2: remember we talked about New Year's resolutions a little bit, and I didn't uh, didn't really have anything to say, but I was thinking, man, I want to get back to watching more MLS in general. Like I used right. to try to stream the games. I used to watch the the condensed match of every game and uh you know to give me a better idea of what to talk to on here we don't talk about mls in general a whole lot but mainly sporting but i want to watch more games and it's uh it gets hard as we add more teams it does um and i'm not sure why i stopped in the first place but that's what i'm gonna try to do i'm sure my wife will be real pleased
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe you and i can watch that uh that first sporting kc game together the against oh, vancouver shit. maybe we'll we'll get together do like a little live tweeting thing of it and you know, well, we always tweet the games anyway but um i don't know'd it be kind of fun so we'll uh Doggone
2: 9 30 game amigo
1: oh it is late huh but that's a late one you're trying to sleep over drink some, co- <laughs> <laughs> drink some coffee drink some coffee um i don't know i was thinking it'd be kind of fun i i have not mentioned this to dan whatsoever so you know i'm doing this live but i was like it'd be kind of fun if like for some of the away games we got together and did like some instagram live stuff or whatnot just our reactions like middle of the game or or like even like instagram stories on our no other pod instagram so just oh, trying to think of some fun things to do so
2: i don't hate it uh you know and i i shit man even if it was like a decent uh maybe if it was a decent time away game or something maybe we all kind of meet up at uh I don't know, Johnny's Tavern or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Fine. I mean, there's no other pub, but that gets pretty crazy, and that's kind of far depending on where people want to go. So we'll we'll, we'll definitely try. I, we've had people ask uh, yeah. this year about tailgates or meetups or whatnot. Probably not going to be able to do that every week or every away game by any means, but we'll try to do that a couple times this year for sure
2: you know why i said johnny's tavern because that's not like just no no it's not just one place dude there's like four locations that (laughs) mean take your pick i mean no other pot no other pub is like oh that's generalized location johnny's tavern there people are thinking like well does he mean lawrence does he mean olathe the overland park one or downtown what's he mean there's also one (laughs) in least
1: summit so Uh, yeah okay (laughs) uh yeah we're just gonna have people all over the metro like is there no other pod party here and they're gonna be like we don't know what you're talking about (laughs) so um but yeah, man, this is exciting. Uh, the uh, it's cool. preseason is here, and and we'll we'll figure out some some get togethers this year. So and maybe if we don't do some Instagram lives, we'll do some Instagram stories or something, just to give people a little bit more of an insight into what it's like to watch with us. So
2: that'll be fun, um, dude. Something just popped into my head real fast. So Beasler had his preseason interview, right? Yep. And they're asking him about Polito and if he's had a chance to really you know, talk to some of the the new players that have come in. And he was like, no, I really haven't. Um, which I was thinking like, what? Like you don't like text them or something or like meet up? I don't know. Maybe you just really check out on the off season. But right. he said him and his wife took out Seth and his wife to dinner as kind of his farewell dinner before he goes to New England, you know? Mm-hmm. Thought that was kind of neat. And as they were leaving, Pulido walks in the door with his wife uh, at this restaurant. Oh, that's funny. And so Beasler's like, well, I got to talk to this guy. Like, what? how weird is this? Um, and he, he said, apparently like we played against each other in a world cup tune-up game or a qualifier. And then we tied two, two down in Arizona or something. Uh, somebody looked that up if that's true or not. And I'm like, you didn't, you didn't look that up. And then I started thinking like, man, the dude's got two kids. He's trying to be a father. Like he ain't got no time to worry about his job. Think about you, Jimmy. Are you at home thinking about your job? uh i try not to <laughs> <laughs> right because if you do you're like oh what a loser i am i do that all year i get you know you need to relax but in my mind i'm like you're not you don't know about this dude already
1: well i uh i just googled Beezler Polito, and the first image that came up is Beezler in the bomb pop jersey and uh Pulido in the mexican national team jersey and Beezler's like slide tackling him from behind so <laughs> <laughs> there you go it's definitely uh definitely a thing um that's happened and yeah this was a it's soccer match in april 2014 in glendale arizona yep okay so. very
2: cool man i oh boy well wow, my dog has seen someone outside <laughs> so he is angry uh
1: shit my wife is working <laughs> Hey, it happens it's okay you know what? They'll get over it. Um, yes. This, ha- You know, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast the other day, and his dog started barking during his podcast, and he's like a multimillionaire who does stuff for HBO and ESPN and whatever. So,
2: Oh, that is poor production value. He's probably just using a USB mic as well.
1: Maybe. Um, but anyway, speaking of Alan Polito and the national team... Um, He has said recently in an interview that, you know, he wants to use Sporting KC and MLS as a springboard back into the Mexican national team fray. Um, He's had some appearances, obviously. He's 28 years old now. um, And he's pointed to people like Jonathan Dos Santos, Uriel Antuna, who play in MLS and still play for the Mexican national team. And the fact that Tata Martino, who's very familiar with MLS, obviously, from his Atlanta United days, is now the manager of the mexican national team and thinks that yeah if i can come in and do well and heck he even mentioned challenging carlos vela for the mls golden boot then why can't i get back into the mexican national team picture so more power to him i say it's pretty oh absolutely
2: it's uh dude i i'm i'm excited to see him and Kyrie shelton push each other mainly because like i know everyone's thinking like well duh Polito's gonna start, right? I mean, he's making that kind of money. The dude starts, but like we we just talked about Luis Marine, man. Big name players don't always make it. I mean, <laughs> Tim Melia, uh, borderline nobody, for lack of a better word, you know, taking over. So I think Kyrie's gonna push uh, Polito, man, because Kyrie's a real physical dude. I, I think it's gonna be good.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, Peter, there, there's a lot of great content coming out about Polito and, and and whatnot. Um... And, and and Peter Vermees basically said that the reason uh, that they wanted to bring him here is that he's he's a complete player. Um, you know, he's we all know what Peter asks of his strikers. They don't. He doesn't just want him to sit in the attack and just wait there. He wants him to play defense. Um, you know, and and so he was basically saying that Polito is a guy who he's got a very high work rate. He can play well with others. Um, You know, he's got to make the first movement and the first action to really springboard the offensive attack from the defense. Um, And he said, one of the things that I'm really impressed with about Allen is his work rate. He works his butt off. It's one of the big things that we search for when we bring players to our club. If you watched his team this year, as much as he was the shining star with Chivas, they weren't very high in the table, but every game he fought like they were trying to win the championship. So, sounds like a Peter Vermees player. Yeah,
2: you would think so. Um, I love it man I, I think we're all pretty much pumped to, I, I wish the first time us seeing him in action would have been at home but unfortunately we'll have to it'll have to be on TV probably
1: yeah the first game obviously being in Vancouver Um, maybe it's a good thing just like get that first game jitters sort of out of the way for him and then like he'll so have, have kind of like an idea of what it's like to play in MLS and, with his teammates for a game before stepping into the environment in Children's Mercy Park but man that first game at home is it going to be rocking. It's going to be nuts. So yeah,
2: I mean, you know how like tickets it kind of decline towards the end of the season and everything. I don't think that's an issue anymore. No, Matt.
1: Now let me. Okay, I'm not trying to jinx anything. Let me let me oh, paint boy. let me paint a picture for you of it's never good something to that like to, that. Uh, <laughs> something to think about to to make this an even more special home opener. So we got the home opener. We just beat Vancouver. We got our new designated player number nine coming back to make his debut. Who's there to lead the I Believe chant for the first game of the season? How about Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes with the Lombardi Trophy after the Kansas City Chiefs have won the Super Bowl?
2: Oh, my God. Is that a thing that could happen? Is that a thing? Why not?
1: Why, why wouldn't you want to say, hey, let's uh, let's honor and congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is a, a big sporting fan. He's at games a lot with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Why wouldn't you want to bring him down, walk him on the field, have the trophy there, just celebrate?
2: Can you imagine? It'd be about a month later. Holy hell.
1: I'm just saying. What better way to get the, I love the it. crowd like raucous and roaring before the, 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 the first game of the year? So I'm just I'm yeah. throwing it out there.
2: I dig it. People, people go nuts for Mahomes, man. People are entirely too boned up for Mahomes. It's hilarious Even sometimes. Toledo.
1: He was already at a Chiefs playoff yeah. game, and he's already digging it. And he's like, I'm in love with the Chiefs.
2: Yeah. And, and, and all the reporters and the media – Like every little thing Mahomes says, it's like not even a remotely funny joke. They're like,
1: (laughs) oh, it's one of my least favorite things about the media is like the fake laughter. When a coach or a player says something, I mean, I'll feel like they got to go way over the top with their laughter. Right. It's like, do you want to just kiss his shoes now or later? Like 24 year old kid says this. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's that's witty. Yeah. (laughs) so i'm just saying they probably won't wouldn't give travis kelsey a mic at the sporting game because it's going to drop f-bombs left and right on live television
2: hey i don't mind that man we get we get raucous down there i see all you in the cauldron putting out middle fingers hell i'm one of them (laughs) (laughs) so i'm
1: just saying it'd be kind of fun i don't i don't want to i don't jinx anything but it's gonna be a tough game against the 49ers but i'm just throwing it out there um but obviously we mentioned Polito. he enjoyed going to the chiefs game even though it was like negative 47 degrees when he was there uh but he did mention, and we talked about this a little bit before, he said one of the, the reasons that Mexican players like to come to MLS now is he said the first thing is life is different here in terms of quality of life. And I'm like, yeah, well, you don't yeah. you get kidnapped. Exactly. You, there's the, ch- <laughs> the chance of kidnapping is exponentially smaller. Um, yeah. But he was also saying, you know, the league itself has grown a great amount. You know, names that have joined the league like David Beckham and Wayne Rooney. Uh, that motivates you because you want to be on the stage with those type of names. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then he said, I know there are Mexican players that definitely think about it in terms of European teams watching them. So, you know, when you add all those together, that's why Mexican players are being drawn to the league. So it's just kind of cool to hear validation that, like, the league is growing and getting attention even from players who play in a league like Liga MX, which is considered to be a better, higher quality league by a lot of people here in North America.
2: Dude, can you imagine, though, when he went to the Chiefs game and and he was just like, yo, is it is it always this cold here? Like, is this well, yeah. is this what you guys have? I yeah. mean, they probably showed up to get him from the plane with, like, parka, stocking cap, extra socks. They're like, here, we're going to the Chiefs game. Put this stuff on. Yeah. Because I mean, we know
1: you don't probably own it. <laughs> did you see the video of him when his plane first arrived and it was just a sea of white because of all the yeah. snow? Yeah. And I was like, "How did your plane even land here? Right. Like you weren't delayed at all? Right. He was probably like, "Turn it around. Let's go back." Like, yeah. <laughs> what, this is what am I doing?
2: Is this a final deal that I already signed on the dotted line? I, I don't recall.
1: Yeah, but I mean, to be you know, they did take him to Pinnacle and they showed showed him the tour and Peter showed him everything sure. and one of the things he said is, "I've never seen such a specialized and organized club," um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I mean, he played for one of the most storied franchises or clubs in mexico um but yeah i've never seen such a specialized and organized clubs in terms of how the day-to-day operations are carried out it really blew me away and was much greater than what i expected this proves i made the right choice because from what i can tell the amount of attention and detail placed on improving the players is something that i never ever could have expected so
2: dude I tell you what, man. P- pinnacle, pinnacle, pinnacle. Everything goes back to pinnacle at all times. If you don't hear it mentioned in some kind of interview, uh, in these kind of formats, it's it's unheard of. Because Peter and the technical staff, they they talk like pinnacle. There's nothing like it in the world. That's what they'll say. Right. There's nothing like it in the in the continental U.S. You know, it's it's this is big time, and they're not wrong, dude. If if you guys listening right now, if you ever get a chance to go tour pinnacle. In any way, I mean, go do it.
1: It's it's pretty sweet. It's mind-blowing. I think people think about, like, oh, what can Sporting KC have compared to, like, Manchester City or Barcelona or Real Madrid? Yeah. But these guys went and toured all of those facilities. They routinely go overseas in the offseason. Peter's been to Camp Nou in Barcelona to see. Uh, Beckham. Beckham's been to all those
2: clubs, and he's like, uh, Kansas City is amazing. Right. He said, def- like, top two, He's what he said? He put us in the
1: top two or something? Yeah, and uh, Peter says top five in the world, and I believe top five. Because, I mean, that was – you have to do that in a place like Kansas City to be competitive uh, and – You know, they spared no expense. Seventy million dollars on a training facility. And we were the first club to do that. And now you see all these other MLS clubs that are like, Well, we want to build our own training facility, and so Orlando has a thirty million dollar one and Miami's building one, but none of them are as good as Pinnacle. So it's pretty pretty cool. And on top of that, if you guys
2: ever want to do the the adult SKC camp, you get to take part in everything that facility has to offer. All the regen and shit. Super cool. It's pretty awesome.
1: So we'll see um but yeah a couple other things i want to get to here um regarding uh some some roster movement sport there was the mls super draft sporting KC had a third and a fourth What's round that? pick <laughs> i'm just gonna when you name. don't have a pick you yeah. don't think about it they, they picked two players Jarrett townsend in the third round and james casac in the fourth round nothing against those two players but that might be the last time you ever hear their names um because it's just well, they
2: haven't been signed as of now. Like they, I mean, sometimes they get signed to swope contracts, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm oh, always going to say swope. I'm always going to say it. it's weird.
1: Yeah, uh, SKC two. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, if they if they get signed to anything, it'll be SKC two contracts, and chances of them ever playing for SKC are are very slim. But you know, we'll see. Um, but well, they saw something enough in them to even.
2: Take them, you know, to maybe develop them a little bit. Right. So they
1: didn't pass, which some teams do. Um, yeah. But that's like know, a slap in the
2: face to everyone available. Pass. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I just, I don't want any of you. I would rather have literally yeah. nobody. <laughs> um, <laughs> but regarding roster movement, Peter Vermees said, we're not finished. We're not finished in trying to improve our team. We are working that way, but we don't have anything done yet. We have some areas uh, of need, we believe. Uh, some of it's now, but also for the future, and we would like to acquire it now to give us a leg up. Uh, there is more to come that that's what we are working toward. This isn't one of the th- those things where I say things can happen. No, we are really working to make a couple of other acquisitions. They won't be here before the preseason starts, but hopefully if we can get those done, they will see us maybe at the end of the first phase or maybe in the second. So for all of you who are like, are we done? Is there going to be anything else? That's pretty much as close to a confirmation that more signings are coming that peter has ever given that i can remember
2: yeah that's pretty cool i mean how how dude how often is he transparent like that and like normally he's just like well we're doing what we can we're doing what we can yeah now he's just like no no you're gonna see some more holy who are you and what have you done with our general here right
1: because he's always like well you know we're always looking to to make our roster better and we are always keeping our eyes open he never is like yeah we're signing more players and it'll they'll come in the next few weeks he's always
2: real political about it like well we're always trying it's it's like being asked about the referees and
1: you're like well there was some officiating in that in that game (laughs) yeah um you know one of, the, one of the players that's rumored is, is an attacking midfielder, which many people, including Dr. Marty, Dr. Marty uh, asked us a couple of questions. He sent us a DM on Twitter uh, uh, about a week or so ago saying, one, are we getting more of the injection of capital? Well, sounds like yes. And two, are we getting a center attacking midfielder? Well, there's a report that um, Israeli attacking midfielder, I don't know how you say his name, so I'm going to butcher it, Gadi Kinda. Is apparently mm. how you say it is a 25 year old on the verge of signing a four-year deal with sporting uh, this was as of a few days ago um, he has seven goals and 17 matches in all competitions this year um, and I think he has four assists last time I looked um, as of when this report was issued uh, and yeah I don't know it's just it's he seems like he is the type of player who might kind of be sort of that like hidden gem potentially that Sporting KC's looking to find. And he's only 25, so he might stick around for a while. So we'll see. see we
2: like people like that, man, like a Latif Blessing, no one's ever really heard of, you know?
1: Right. Um, it's, it's, Sporting has shown that they're, they have the ability to go find these players and turn them into quality MLS starters. Um, and there were rumors, of, of course. You know, there were a couple of other center backs um, that we're linked to, and, and Peter indicated that you know a midfielder and a defender might be on the way still. Um, but there were also a couple of strikers still that that Sporting KC have been linked to. One of them was Richmond Boyaki, um, which we talked about a while ago. That one probably was more of a backup for Polito. But one that came about more recently was a guy named uh, Guy Mbenza out of uh, Tunisia. And the rumor was, you know, he's a 19-year-old um, who's also been linked to some League One teams. But the rumor was Sporting KC was offering 500,000 for him. Maybe he'd start with Sporting KC too, and then work his way up. But I watched some of his film, and he's pretty good. So we might still have a couple other players on all lines coming in. It's just That's crazy. it's nuts. That's I don't really remember cool, an offseason though. like this before.
2: Yeah, I don't remember ever blowing it up like this, but uh, it feels like a blow-up, but it's really not. we still got core group of guys still there. Right.
1: Um, and then, yeah, if you think about, you know, sort of what has happened over the last few years with Sporting KC trying to bring in players, um, it it's interesting because even in The Athletic this year, or uh, a couple days ago, uh, Paul Tenorio wrote that Peter Vermees talked about how there were players that he tried to to sign uh, like five different players I think it said that just for one reason or another didn't work out whether it was you know they tried to come to an agreement with the player but they couldn't quite do that or with the team or couldn't quite do that but five separate striker deals in the last seven years have fallen apart that he wanted to bring so i think it just adds more context to all those people who are like why won't peter spend money well he's been trying and it's just sometimes it's hard that
2: sucks five dude that's that's quite a bit
1: yeah and we've heard some rumors before that at least one of them was a premier league striker so it's just you know it is what it is and who knows what would have happened but we got our guy now and and yeah we'll see what happens coming up um so let's uh let's ask or answer a couple of questions before we um get to a couple other things and then maybe some some mls league news but let's see here eric martinez says i feel like we need some winger backups or some defenders please elaborate on your thoughts i actually think Hmm. we're pretty good on the wing i'd like to maybe see another defender or so come in but what do you think
2: Wing feels good I mean uh, on the right side you got Zeuci and Jalen Lindsey. on the left side you got uh uh Luis and uh, uh Amadou Dia, essentially so fullback, back yeah center backs you got uh yeah
1: what did I say wing back you said wing but yeah they I mean they push so, up like wing backs so
2: that's kind of what I meant because their backs are wing backs but Center back, you got Beisler and Botan in there with Fontas and, and the, uh, the new guy who's... Okay, yep. Punchuch, puncha, puncha, puncha. Sounds like you're about to start a, a beatbox there. Yeah. Boots and cats and boots and cats.
1: Sorry. But even, even on, on the wing, I mean, you've got Johnny and and So are probably the two starters. Um and then you've got Daniel and Kyrie can both play on the wing. So, I mean, maybe you bring in one, you could bring in one more player. And that's when um, Mbenza, the, the, the striker from Tunisia, they were saying he could also play on the wing so he could be a winger as well. So maybe, hmm. but I don't know. Um, I think, honestly, right back is the spot that I think is maybe the weakest right now. Probably. And the only reason I say that is because obviously um, Zussi's getting a little bit older. Uh, but like one of our listeners, Carter Hastings, um, asked, you know, what do you think playtime might look like for a healthy Jalen this year? I think Jalen's kind of almost like the question mark or X factor for that back line. He might step up if he's healthy and take a bit of playing time from Zussi. And I think he's the future of that spot. It just kind of depends on what does he look like after the injury from last year so we'll see but I don't know
2: we'll see man I don't know either that's a right back seems like a toss-up I mean I just there's a lot of clamor a lot of clamor out there for Jalen Lindsay but uh, to have we always know Zeus gonna lock it down you know
1: yeah we'll see I mean Zeus kind of fell off a cliff last year maybe he has a bounce back year, but (laughs) but maybe he and Jalen split time there so we'll see um he don't split time man not the Greek god hell no (laughs) Smith of Snow asks, how will Sporting use Buzio this season? He needs more playing time to gain experience and to maximize his value on the transfer market. So do you yeah. think we'll see him more in a sort of an attacking midfielder role this year?
2: I would think so. And, and he's already been uh, playing a little bit, man. Just got done with the, the training camp for the U20s. Is that right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, U20s. And and that's a pretty big deal. Um, would love to see him... <sighs> You know, I don't know what kind of lineup they're going to do for the Olympics for the U23 men's, but how cool would that be if Busio was part of that? You know, be kind of cool. Yeah, I like it. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, they we don't always take a a World Cup caliber team to the Olympics, and
1: there you go. Um, Carter Hastings also asked about you know what we thought about um Busio, but he also asked what we think the roles might look like for Daniel and Gerso and what type of minutes. We see those guys getting throughout the season. Between Daniel and Gerso, who do you think will be the starter on the left wing?
2: Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because I mean, that there was last year, it was Gerso. all Gerso, dude, until he had his uh, his wrist breakage. Mm-hmm. But the year before that, everyone was on the shallowy train, man. And uh, both of them have just had two pretty solid seasons. It'll be interesting to see who takes the third, man. Best out of three, you know?
1: Yeah, I think if I were to guess right now, I would say Gerso gets the nod at the starter spot right now just because... That's my guess. The speed, man. The speed. <laughs> yeah, he's got the speed, and he looked really good. Had he not been injured, he could have been sporting KC's MVP last year. So Right. Now, Daniel can shoot. Daniel can shoot. Gerso has has
2: had trouble finishing in the past, but I think his speed outweighs that and his ability to just get around someone and slice that ball just into a dangerous goal box yeah and hope that someone's there you know he, he's always given assists and it's pretty cool
1: yeah and and i think some of it just might depend tactically on who the opponent is like is there a way for gerso's speed to exploit a weakness in the back line or yes. can shall finesse and the, the, the ball yes, at his way. feet be a little <laughs> be a little bit more of an advantage and there might be sometimes honestly where even if gerso is playing better right now bringing that speed off the bench in like the 60 or 65th minute might be a crazy good tactical advantage that sporting KC has to while the the other team's back line is is sort of already getting tired so
2: well wouldn't it be awesome to see gerso and tyreek hill in a foot race (laughs) it'd be pretty nuts i know tyreek hill you know he's all fastest man alive i mean you're not but uh fastest player in pro
1: football well maybe but him against Gerso, man, that'd be fun. That would be fun. Um, I do want to give credit, by the way, to one of our listeners, Ben, who I forgot did mention how cool would it would be if Mahomes and other Chiefs were leading the crowd on the home opener. So shout out oh, to oh, there ben. you go. He someone else. So did you mention stole him. his idea. It must have been subliminal. I forgot he said that. So, but no. <laughs> shout out to Ben. Um, and then. Uh,
2: sporting needs to be all over that by the way sporting needs to be in line like hey we'd like to book you for march 6th please right or 7th whatever it is (laughs) yeah yeah. make sure you have the date
1: correct um yeah i'll I'll be there one of those days (laughs) but um and then let's see dr marty had another question um what amount of garber bucks tam and gam do we have available in the transfer market um and if we don't get a high quality center attacking mid which i think we will with with kinda. Um, who do you feel can feel that ro- fill that role? Um, I'll just answer the first one real quick. I do not know how much tamer game we have. Nobody really does. Um, there are people out there. Um, the Twitter account uh, Zavigtastic um, tries to sort of keep a, a tracking of how much allocation money we may or may not have, but that is not made public, so we don't exactly know how much we have. But I don't get the feeling that we're running out anytime soon. So. We should be fine. Um, if we don't get a high-quality center-attacking midfielder, do you think Buzio becomes the starter there, or do you think that it'll still be oh, a midfield shit. of Felipe, Roger, and Ilié in most games?
2: Tough to know, man.
1: I, I, I you know, I, I don't th- I don't know how much he
2: trusts Buzio yet to start at that age. I don't know. Yeah, uh, he's nice to come in and get things done, but to give him a start.
1: I don't know if he's ready for that yet well we'll see i think he'll get some good playing time but I, yeah i don't know that he'll be a consistent starter i don't think that's the plan yet um well watch this the moment peter puts him on skc2 everyone's rioting yeah i don't think that'll happen because he, he got <laughs> a pretty good amount of playing time last year so i sure. think he'll stick around you
2: know who disappeared man we we saw a little bit of uh juan kuzan yeah uh a little while back and yeah. uh he just it's like oh where, where'd that guy go he's kind of became a sporting two staple
1: yeah uh, I think we'll see some of him too um, particularly depending on what happens with Illier because honestly I don't know if you saw this but Matt Doyle he did like his one big question for every club and his one big question for Sporting KC was what's up with Illier because Ilya he said was arguably the best defensive midfielder in MLS in 2017 and 2018 and just fell off a cliff in 2019 and he's right so Doyle said that yeah
2: yeah. Well, I think, yeah, yeah, and that's okay. Everyone has one bad season. Sure. I mean, it happens. Uh, I think he bounces back pretty hard this year, man. I think he's – he knows. I mean, he needs to
1: make a statement. He knows what, what he did last year. I hope so. Um, you know what you did. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, that'll be uh, an interesting thing to watch. Um, but a couple of other um, just news items to hit quickly regarding Sporting KC. Um Some new concessions are coming, both with the Beyond Burger and with the Taco Republic truck. Um, So that's going to give you and other vegans out there some options, I think.
2: There you go, man. See, I'm not a preachy vegan. I'm not over here like, you should be vegan too, you murderers. But uh, (laughs) I do love... I do love me some good vegan eats, man. And the fact that they're going to have a, a vegan taco option, also like chips and guac, which I'm like, watch, the first time I have that, I'm going to be wearing like a white jersey and a ball's going to come at me and life. I'm getting salsa and guacamole all over. Yeah. That'll happen. But uh, no different than people spilling their beers all the time. So.
1: Yeah. But cool. I mean, hey, they said they're bringing new concessions. So there's supposed to be more to come, but so far, so good. I'm liking what I'm hearing. It's exciting, man. It's exciting.
2: You know, uh, uh, Oh God, I really should have like wrote this down or even taken time to look at it right now. But a couple people had mentioned online that I should speak about like, <laughs> I don't know. They might've said vegan journey, which I'm like, yeah, how did you become a crazy. vegan? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't much of a journey, but you know, it's just just, I mean, and it's a really boring story. So I'm not even going to really tell the whole story, but just to touch on it, like I just wanted to change, you know, I, and I tried it out for a while and I felt lighter while doing it. I felt less injuries while, uh, Playing soccer and working out and stuff. So that's just kind of it, man. I'm not like a huge animal rights activist, although I I do believe in what they do. Uh, I'm sure things I own have fur on them and stuff. I don't. I try not to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's just something different. It's something new and uh, it's fun. So it's not just salads all the time, though. That's not it. I'm having an amazing lentil chili for dinner. You know, it's it's a
1: it's all good stuff. And I've tried beyond burgers i've tried a couple of like there's some pretty good options out there beyond burgers pretty pretty delicious well i took you i took you to uh
2: what i take you to To the The chicago diner in chicago you didn't
1: like that reuben too much huh well no i i enjoyed it i think if you would have put it down in front of me and just said hey here's a reuben and i would have been eating it i would have been like oh it's pretty good reuben I think. Oh, but I told you it was vegan think, and you were like,
2: oh, this can't be good. Well,
1: no. I mean, the whole place is a vegan restaurant, so it's impossible not to know. I think there is, like, for someone who's not that. a vegan, I think there is sometimes, whether right or wrong, a connotation about, like, ah, oh, if it's vegan and it's fake meat, like, it can't be that good. So I think, like, there's just, like, a subconscious thing of, like, mm. your mind is like, I think this tastes slightly off, but I'm not really sure. But if you would have just you. put it down in front of me and be like, hey, here's a Reuben. I think I would have been like, oh, that's pretty good. So
2: that, I hear you. See, I made my dad a, a cashew cheese one time. And it had like cashews and potatoes and onions. And it it was a great queso. And he looks at me. He's like, is this fucking vegan? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn it, man. Just try it. Right. And afterwards, he goes, it's pretty good. Yeah. So I think it's just a <laughs> but thing. But people do that. Yeah. Oh, it's vegan. It can't be good. Shut your mouths. Yeah so and i'm um, i mean i drew vanderplug dude drew online he's like i like a lot of the stuff yeah it's great i'm like he says he's like vegan half the week you know
1: yeah and most of it's really good and like i said it wasn't a, a matter of i didn't like the reuben it was just like i couldn't keep my brain from trying to figure out does this taste right or does this taste <laughs> like it's something pretending to be pastrami that's too funny so but it's pretty good um so i'm all We're about it a more, chicago away trip yeah um the, the, the last like sort of sporting casey bit of news i want to touch on real quick is we know that on february 5th that's when adidas will unveil the league's complete collection of 2020 jerseys it's oh, kind of yeah. weird this year how they're doing that all the new jerseys are going to have that weird three shoulder stripe thing so our away jersey will probably have it so um, you think
2: we'll have a season launch party before that like before they what am I trying to say? Before they go off to their second
1: stint at training camp? Yeah, it'll probably be sort of that when they're back for that like week and a half. That's probably when it'll be. Which one is that? After. Like
2: February 1st or 2nd? Um, oh, no, it is. They're back for a week. Yeah. They, they,
1: they have that game on the 1st, They go right? back for the 12th. So like February 5th is the jersey reveal. So sometime between sometime that week between the 5th and the 12th is probably when they'll do something. Um, oh
2: okay i thought maybe they'd reveal it before
1: adidas does so we got to wait till adidas does yeah i think all i think adidas is making all the teams and like nashville just unveiled their like primary jersey which is awful it's just plain gold um you know what i didn't hate it i don't know what it is i saw it and i was
2: like i don't i don't hate it
1: i just think there's so much they can do with those colors and the like acoustics and music and all that stuff and just to come out with a yellow shirt well they will uh... i mean they're not gonna fold after one season you would hope but i mean they you know build on this you know they i don't know Right, i just like how cool would it be like to have that yellow shirt with like a sublimated blue like sound waves or something across it
2: oh my god sound waves are like a, a staff of music i mean you were a band you know what a staff Perfect. is you could have a
1: staff across the chat oh
2: yeah see you got it but who cool, knows? Man. I, similar to my tattoo with the music notes
1: in it and stuff yeah, yeah. um uh, but thanks to uh alan Polito and a fox deportes reporter
2: oh yeah you were hot on we that we got a you? little
1: bit of a leak of what this jersey is gonna look now we did not see the full thing he was wearing the anthem jacket we saw the shorts we saw the socks it's gonna be what is it looks like polka dots it's gonna be navy blue we know it's gonna be a dark navy blue black's going away and it looks like there's some light sporting blue polka dots on the bottom um polka dot jersey folks confirmed man <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm not even joking you if the shirt is just navy blue with light blue polka dots all over it like that I'm all about it. I think it's like, dude. All about I it. I mean, it it would obviously symbolize, like, the confetti of the blue hell, you know? It's, I mean, I think that would be classy. I think that would be fire. And it would kind of remind me of, like, some of the, like, France soccer shirts, like, training tops or jerseys that you see sort of that have, like, the dot patterns and whatnot that I always love. So. Um, cool. We also know it's going to be a V-neck, and we know it's probably going to have the three sporting blue stripes on the shoulder because all of the new jerseys are going to have that. But. I don't know, man. I'm kind of excited. So, um, every jersey is going to have stripes on the shoulders? Uh, all the new ones. So,
2: well, that's kind of dumb. Uh, like, why do they do that? Who are they to decide why you have to have it on your shoulders or if you have to have it on your sides or not have it at all? Why do they do that?
1: I think it's just. So There's Nazi Germany. It's like supposed to be like a celebration of the. Twenty-five years of the league, or of something of Adidas or whatnot. I don't know. Um, now it'd be of the league, <laughs> not of Adidas. Adidas been around for way longer But like, there's that. something about like Adidas soccer. It's their like thirtieth thing or so. I don't know. Oh, uh, um, okay. Also, kind of breaking news while I'm recording this. But we're recording this on a Monday, by the way. Um, there is apparently a photo flying around of Gatti kinda that. Um, center attacking midfielder at the Ben-Gurion airport presumably to fly to Kansas City so really yeah I'm just that's the know.
2: that's the Israeli guy you said or yeah
1: the center attacking midfielder okay um so who knows if that's wow. the case by the time there we're was releasing was this, yeah by the t- for a physical by the time this is out on Wednesday maybe we have a new attacking midfielder but if we if we do it's because uh it's all kind of coming together right now so, well, if we do have one, I mean, we're not going to do a podcast about it right away because we got to do some research on this dude to see who the hell he is. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be I think he's going to be good if we get him. So
2: but I don't know. I, I never doubt that, though, Jimmy, you say that like you think it's going to be good if we get him like I, there's never been a time where I'm like, ooh, I don't think that's going to be good. Like, I feel like there's been a, a, a factor of trust between the technical staff i know everyone's wanted this number nine over the years but even when we didn't really get it we did okay you know so right. i don't know there's never been a time so if, if someone's coming in it's just like
1: must be must be pretty good must be a good deal hope so so but yeah i just thought that was kind of cool that we're like literally having that sort of come together right now as we're recording just broke it just broke it news uh, uh you know two days early here um you heard it here first. Forty-eight <laughs> hours later. <laughs> yeah. So then the, the uh, there's just a couple other MLS news and notes I want to hit. Um, but the last question I wanted to get to that's more about the league is Smith of Snow asks: Are there any updates on the new CBA? Will players strike or will the owners mm. lockout if agreement isn't reached? Um, Nothing yet. There, there's no agreement yet. I have heard and seen some reporting that. Negotiations don't seem to be as contentious this time around. There's still obviously oh, some good. some things they're trying to work on regarding salary cap and salaries and travel and I, whatnot, but Yeah.
2: I heard they want younger guys paid more. Yeah. Which is okay, yeah, that makes sense. I I think you and I make more money than some of those guys. Uh yeah. <laughs> But also uh I think they want like better travel situations. I yeah. think they don't want to, you know, be on a Delta flight with people going to Disney World, you
1: know? Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, and and more power to them. If there is a work stoppage, I think it'll be like a couple of days, and I don't think it'll affect any games. So I I think they'll get this done.
2: It's crazy that like college sports are treated better than professional soccer players. Like I mean, you'll see Kansas basketball taking some charter flights and stuff with Uh a lot of boosters and. You see MLS players <laughs> checking their luggage above their heads next to some crying baby or
1: something. You On know. Southwest and boarding, you know, position C thirty two.
2: Yeah, like, doing what they can. They get yeah. a couple charter flights a year, I guess. Um, well, no, I'm sure when that game happens, they're allotted you know a
1: couple charter flights a year, but many owners do not use those charter flights. Oh, okay. Why is that? Because the owners got paid for it. Oh, my God. So That's kind of terrible. Yeah, so there's there's a bunch of teams that only use one or even zero charter flights throughout the year. Wow. See,
2: if I was a player, I'd be pissed. Right. I'd be like, yo, that one game to Vancouver, we could have showed up in style, had comfort, and maybe I wouldn't have had cramps during that game. Yeah. No, instead <laughs>
1: we went, you know, Kansas City to Vancouver by way of a layover in Houston. And, like, it's just, right. you know, all of these it's ridiculous so
2: well it'd be cool to see what gets worked out I, I don't know how many details they really give us when it comes down to that but i think they're just like yep it's fine or it's not fine
1: yeah but we'll see so i don't expect a work stoppage that'll affect any games but we'll see
2: well i want like a mole i feel like it's like <laughs> negotiations and talking i want
1: someone to come out like with their voice all you know distorted (laughs) i want to hear all about it i want to hear a silhouette uh, camera shot you can't see who it is their voice has changed yeah it's like cba gate you know that'd be cool um a few other just notes from around the league I, i i'm just gonna power through these and at the end you can tell me if you think any of them are really interesting uh okay bradley wright phillips is apparently trialing with lafc in the preseason holy shit so i didn't know that yeah okay potentially as like a backup striker i would guess but that's something wow um new york to la man chasing those rings i don't blame (laughs) him right Um, not getting it in new york rsl has agreed to a new contract with with kyle beckerman for the year so we get more of that idiot yeah we don't really care i I don't like him (laughs) (laughs) um minnesota united has signed head coach adrian heath to an extension through 2022 so yeah, and they
2: just signed uh james musa old player for skc
1: man yeah uh so and
2: I, university not university of phoenix i'm an idiot the <laughs> phoenix rising <laughs> um yeah, he takes university online phoenix classes while playing totally soccer
1: uh, <laughs> you know i don't know that heath is the best coach but he did lead them to the playoffs this year so you know that's that's that um lafc has got a replacement keeper for tyler miller they've signed 34 year old dutchman kenneth vermeer um from Feyenoord. so he's uh he's a tam player who's going to come in and he's had more than 100 um appearances uh for for Feyenoord in the air Divisie. um and he had previously spent nine years with ix so he's he's got some experience he's a good guy a good uh good player so there's that cool. and then um uh, couple of new strikers coming in as designated players chicago fire fc acquired slovenia national team forward robert Baric. so they have yeah, that should be good for them yeah i mean you kind of pay attention to the fire t- like a little bit more from your time living in chicago too i think so um, a little bit not as much as you think but uh, okay i just know when you say
2: slovenia national team forward like that's come on man that's a european national team
1: striker like that's cool well he's coming from league one um saint etienne in france so he's okay he's... well if you're not paris saint germain i mean it's it doesn't matter if you're not good <laughs> <laughs> um and then lastly this is the big one the rumors have been swirling for a while and nothing's officially been announced yet but it seems like barring some crazy last minute thing chicharito is going to become mls's highest paid player and become the new striker for the la galaxy
2: yeah, people said that was happening. Then they said it's not happening, and now it's happening
1: again. It's it's kind of been a up and down. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah. Well, there's one anonymous transfer rumor account out there that does not know what he is talking about, and people kind of take him more as gospel word, and he just makes up things. And really, uh, yeah. So don't bl- like he's the one that's like it's happening, then it's not happening. What might happen? He really makes things up. Uh, he's he claims he gets stuff from an agent, but and he might get uh, some things every once in a while from an agent, but transfers MLS does not know that is not a reliable source of information and nobody should consider it as such his name is not Will Forbes he's made up a fake
2: how do we get sources man how do we get sources I know you have a source but we're not allowed to ever talk about it it's like (laughs) just for you and me it's like hey I know something but you can't tell anyone I'm like god i want to know but don't tell me
1: yeah i can't well, keep my mouth shut <laughs> there are some things i'll hear where we'll, we're able to go w- with a little bit but i just got to be careful on on what i say yeah for sure so, that's too bad
2: uh, no one would know your informant man we'll call him we'll call him snake tooth yeah well, you know, well that's the be thing in the mix
1: some, some, if if i am if i hear something and i'm confident that it won't get traced back to my source then sure we'll say it but if there's something where i'm like man i think only a very few people probably know this i don't want to put it out there and be like oh okay it has to be one of these people like signings from the expansion draft or something like that it's like uh like like we want to say about it we knew about the zenday trade before it happened before the draft happened i text dan i said hey zenday is gonna get traded and this is what's gonna happen blah 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 but we couldn't and i was an idiot i was like no he's not yeah (laughs) it's like no he is trust me (laughs) um I saw the jersey last year before it came out, like, so, but I just, some of those things you it's can't cool, go because. It's cool, man, but because, we can't say nothing. Yeah. And that sucks. Like, your boy will get fired, or girl. Yeah. We don't, you don't know. know. I've never said. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, cool for the Galaxy, I guess. Cool for MLS. Chicharito, he's not as good as he once was, but he's still a big name and, and draws a lot of Mexican national mm. team fans, so. It's a Toby Keith song. <laughs> um, but I still think the Galaxy have a lot of work to do on that defense, so. I don't know. Yeah, Cheat not. You know, he's
2: he's as good once as he ever was. You know, he'll be uh, he'll be all right. If you wanna fight tonight, um, <laughs> I didn't know California people knew country songs. Well, I might have just
1: <laughs> enough.
2: Uh, I thought you were just about some 41
1: and like, uh, Char- good Charlotte. Some Red Hot Chili Peppers. a <laughs> yeah. dam my California. Um, yeah, no. So I don't know. It's cool for. The galaxy, I guess, but I, I and I think Chicharito will be fine. He's older. He's not as good as he, he literally is not as good as he once was. But I think he'll he'll score between fifteen and twenty probably, and and that's fine. But Zlatan did too, and that was good enough for what a one playoff appearance.
2: Yeah, but I'll tell you what, there'll always be that time when Chicharito slipped slipped while taking a PK and immediately got sold. So I'm just saying <laughs> he'll always have that, you know, from Man United, Yeah, former United man. <laughs> um
1: you saw that right oh, <laughs> the yeah. slip oh yeah Oh, it's so good yeah united's not doing too well right now so yeah i don't even i don't care but you know neither is everton so it's okay it's <laughs> uh, another day yeah that's all i got man we went a little over an hour so. A
2: little over an hour, and I, I just want to say that I made references to California music as Sum 41 and Good Charlotte, you so did. go ahead and figure out how old I am. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, know,
1: you could have done Blink-182 and uh, yeah, and Red Hot Chili Peppers, old. and still would have been old, but that's what I would have gone with, so we're both old.
2: I went Sum 41 and Good Charlotte. I don't even know if they're from there. They might be from Ohio. I have no idea. I don't
1: think. I think Sum 41's from Arizona, I want to say. Ah. Maybe. Very punk rock in Arizona. Yeah. But anyway, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I'm gonna be out of town next week, so we might do one more every other week. But then I think back in February is probably getting about that time to come back to weekly. So good time as we'll any to see. start up. Um, going out of town, huh? Work stuff again? No, this is family stuff. Oh, okay, uh, going to see some family up in Oregon. But cool. Uh, Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at DanKuzer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Uh, Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. And uh, make sure you give us those five-star ratings and reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you leave your ratings and reviews for podcasts. Um, And yeah, we'll be back after the preseason has officially started for Sporting KC. But uh, until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy, and we'll catch you all later. See ya.
0: Chiefs!